My name is Tony, and I was in a cult for over a decade. And my name is Lindsay, and my sister was in a cult for over a decade. And now I'm out. Lindsay and my family helped get me out, and we have created a podcast. Playing in Traffic. We interview survivors of the Wimscog. We cover topics of healing and topics of all things about cults. So tune in, like, subscribe, whatever all that means, and enjoy the process of deconstruction. Welcome to Playing in Traffic. This is our disclaimer song. This is our disclaimer song. It's our opinion. Don't sue us. Don't sue us. If you didn't want us to make a podcast about you, then you probably shouldn't have started a religion where you brainwashed people and separated them from your family, so it's kind of your fault. But don't sue us. Don't sue us. You know who you are, so don't do it. Don't sue us. All right, Lindsay. Yes, yes, Tony. Guess what? Today we have a celebrity. What? A WMSCMG celebrity. What? <laughs> Today we're going to interview Jordan with Great Light Studios, and we're very excited that he agreed to chat with us. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good morning. I am good. How are you guys? We're Hi, good. Jordan. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, too. He has been instrumental in a lot of people coming out. I think that uh, we've spoken about Jordan many times, and he has been creating a lot of content and a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts in interviewing and exposing the um, false doctrines of the WMSCOG and giving the members a good platform to speak out. And I just want to say really quick before, before we start the interview, I just want to thank him so much because, okay, Jordan, to be honest, when I first saw your, your, uh, your videos, I was like, nope, he's a false prophet. Cause that's what we're indoctrinated <laughs> to think, you know, like yep. automatically yep. I saw you with your Bible and I was like, nope, I can't listen to him. He keeps church on Sunday. He's automatically <laughs> false, you know? Yep. But I really wanted to hear the members' stories, and so I listened, and I was so, like, I was so moved by the way that you gave them, like, a safe place to speak, and you were so respectful, and you never, you never, like, made them feel shameful or embarrassed or anything like that. And so because of that, I little by little started just, like, absorbing all your videos and listening yeah. to every single thing that you put out there. And then I was able to, like, kind of soak up the Bible you know, kind of the things that you're talking about the Bible and how, you know, the doctrine doesn't come together and doesn't make sense. So I just want to thank you so much for, you know, for all that you have done, because you've been really helpful for a lot of us. Wow. Well, that's, that's very encouraging to hear. That's actually probably when people comment on how like our videos have, have affected people when they talk about that they they kind of get from us, uh, maybe a humility and uh, a patience that you don't, see necessarily in, in a lot of the WMSCOG members it's always super encouraging because that's kind of what I I kind of strive set out striving to do with this is just to not be um, you know it's, it's not my my goal in in making videos to just make people look dumb or to like win an argument right. it, it's it's just that 
you know, the, the burden of recognizing that these people are so convinced that they have, you know, this, this absolute solid biblical proof mm-hmm. and, and to be able to be where I'm at and seeing that that's not the case. And, and, um, and to, but to do that in a way that, um, is gentle and respectful and that I think reflects what I, what I think the Bible in, in large part is all about, which is, is, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself and, and, um, treating other people, um, with dignity and respect and compassion. And so that's, that's what I strive to do. So it's really awesome to hear that's coming out and coming across in videos. Right. You can feel like the genuine, that genuineness. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think it's interesting because we, you know, we sort of come at it um, from like a mind control perspective, sort of like, you know, the, um, I don't know, the thing the that happened in the church, not the doctrine. Right. And then you sort of come right. at it from the doctrine perspective. So I think that's really yes. interesting. You're yeah. the yin to our yang, Jordan. <laughs> yes. And to be, to be honest, like I... You know, we, we've talked a little bit about this, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more. Like, I, this has all contributed to a bit of a faith journey on my own part and, and, and challenged some of my own um, ideas about about God and the Bible and, and made me rethink some things. And so um, I, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I really want to start doing a little bit more of what you guys are doing and, and talking uh bringing more into the conversation like the the psychology behind it and the the uh you know talking more about the experiential aspects of it um and not just the biblical you know spiritual aspect of it um i still think that's hugely important especially with this group because it is such a bible centered or or i say bible centered i don't mean that they're biblically accurate just just disclaimer there but they are they're very focused on the bible and that's a huge deal for for members. They think that, um, you know, so many of uh, of the members that we encounter, the reason they don't leave, one of the major things that holds them back is like specific WMSCOG. Am I? Sorry, I, no, I'm not fine. supposed to you're say. You're fine. That. You're okay. fine. It's okay. Season okay. two, we're just going for it. <laughs> At this care. point, we're oh, just. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I just I just wanted to make sure, but that's, but they, yeah. you know, they're just members will get held back in, in, in many instances by the doctrines. And so, so all that to say, you know, I definitely want to continue to deal with doctrinal stuff because that's important, I think, but I do want to do again, more, a, a lot of, uh, what you guys have done. And, and I love your going through the, uh, the bite model, Steve, uh, Hassan or Hassan's, uh, model. I think that's, uh really helpful for people to hear so so i actually want to do an episode or two on that and maybe get kelsey to to help me walk through some of that so that's awesome we love kelsey she's so amazing and so smart i'm having so much fun just watching this whole community sort of like you guys all know each other without knowing each other (laughs) i'm just kind of sitting back watching this whole thing kind of come together it's just so cool well the interesting thing about jordan is he was never in the church yeah Right? Jordan, you and I are kind of the same. We got somehow, oh. that's kind of a little bit of what we want to ask you. We can do an hour as that flows naturally, but uh-huh. um, you and I are both caught up in this somehow without ever being members of it, which is funny. So we're in a unique position where we're just like, I never even went to a service or anything, but yes. somehow now I'm obsessed with it too. <laughs> well, maybe yes. we went to a service. Jordan, did you ever keep a service? 
I sat through a um, not a service like in their you know their sanctuary or whatever you call. It. I don't think I would have been allowed to do that. But I I went into one of their their churches and sat through like a Bible study. Um, uh, not not because I was like tempted to join or any in any way or right. thought that they had anything to offer, but because we wanted to go in there and we wanted to like publicly right. have conversations and say hey to all of you who just got brought in here from the WalMarts and the 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 Campus. colleges who are sitting yeah. in here getting getting like this crap poured into your minds right now this is this is a load of garbage and sure. and so we we actually ended up um we've we went into the church a couple different times and the last time we went into the Wichita church the deacon saw us sitting there talking to some members and he he just got this stone cold angry look on his face and and walked up to my brother-in-law Jesse I thought we both thought he was maybe going to just deck him in the face and, and he just said get out get out yeah, yeah. Get out. and like when it talked to us once he just made us leave and uh, so yeah, I believe we, it. you're we, a threat to our, you're yeah. a threat to them but then like I listened to your interview last night and it was really good uh, last night um Jordan has a YouTube YouTube channel and last night he um he, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Interviewed? Inter Interviewed. Uh, yeah, he released. He released a video of his interview with yes. a former member, and it was really good. And um, he told his story about how when you got kicked out, how all the members followed you and went to McDonald's and then just studied with yes. you there. And I thought that was right. hilarious. Yes. Um, did uh, the pastor ever study with you? Or, like, did you ever find, like, you studied with a member and then a deacon would study with you? Or, like, were they trying to get higher teachers to come and and tried it tried yeah. it you so the very first conversation i ever had with a a member um it was a deacon the deacon of the wichita uh church and then edgar which is is the the guy i interviewed in the video last night who's now out of the church and so that's amazing how many years ago was that i'm sorry that was that was like four years ago maybe around four years ago i think okay um four four to five but uh yeah so that was the very first time we sat down with the deacon and and edgar and um and so so that conversation kind of instigated you know i, I kind of walked away from that just like so many emotions one thing was just so frustrated at how like locked into this group these people were uh and and the other thing was just how convoluted and confusing their doctrines were the way they did like i'd never seen before the way like they flip from one bible verse to another to another they do these gymnastics to where literally it disorients you like that is it's such an effective method because like you're so you're so uh caught off guard by their flipping all over the place and, and making these seeming connections that are, are really just taking things wildly out of context. And it, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, I was just really shocked by how confusing it was. And that motivated me to want to, to start making videos. So that, that conversation with Edgar kind of started me on this, this whole journey. Wow. Jordan, you just reminded me of something that they, they would also do. I remember when I would go in and study, they would do that thing where they'd be like, so what does this mean? And they would make you kind of like do the callback thing of like, so this means. And they, they did that would, with like fig yes. tree. And, mm -hmm. and like right. always throughout school and like, like there's a personality type that is like, that puts you in a place of like um, humiliation. Like I hate that. 
And so when I would do studies with them, it would make me feel, like, nervous because I was like, oh, I have to have the answer. I don't even, like, and I would go in there as an atheist, like, totally not going right. to, like, be tempted by the, the word of it. I just wanted to know right. what Tony was studying. But I still, like, even though I didn't really want to be a part of it, I still was like, I don't know the answer. I got to know the answer. I don't want to look stupid. I want them to know yeah. that I'm paying attention. Because and they put you in a private study room, and so yeah, you do feel like weird. that pressure. It's almost like you're being interrogated, and you really have to be, like, <laughs> focused and like they're like so if this fig tree means this then this would mean right the they kind of set you up yeah they set you up like and that I hated that oh my gosh oh, yeah. i hated that so much and you just pointed it out like that's it like kind of dizzies you and like it's disoriented you know, yeah that's a good word to but you're kind of off guard emotionally you're kind of like in a space that you're not like where you normally would Absolutely. Be and they preach it with such authority that you're like, they know what they're talking about. Look at them. They're in suits and ties and they have a Bible. They know. Yep. That was a question, Jordan, that we had from um, a listener. Um, if you ever, in your studying of it and talking with people, like, were you ever tempted by it? Did you like, ever think they had the truth? Oh, no. No, not. not Never. No. Split second. The, the, honestly, the only thing the only thing it really caused me to think is that like all religion as a whole was just a big sham. You know, that's the only, that's probably the biggest thing it made me think never, not for a moment. Did it make, did I feel like it was true? Um, right. Now I had moments I where I didn't cause of all religion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And not, not for a moment. Did I um, think it was true? I did have moments where I didn't know, like, like, how do I respond to this? Like, this is just so, again, convoluted and confusing that I don't even know, like, what to do with it. And so that that made me feel, like, kind of frustrated and just um, confused at times, but definitely never. I, I feel like I, I'm able to, to see, like, like when they, they, like, the way they try to prove, like, Mother God and, and things like that. It's just, I think anybody with, with sort of a, a, um, a basic understanding of what, like, a... Uh, what am I trying to say here? A, you know, anybody with like any sort of like formal training on biblical studies or, or exegesis and proper right. ways to interpret like but ancient how many texts. people have that kind of training, right? Yeah, right. So, and, and I but don't. Jordan, too. right. Were you raised Christian? Are you a pastor? Are you like a leader in your church or? Um, so I was, I was raised Christian. Yes. Um, okay. And uh, I, I'm not a, pastor no i i mean I, I sort of have been i've never been like a you know an official had an official title at a church as pastor I've, I've preached and taught and stuff like that at different churches uh but never had like an official pastoral role i wasn't sure yeah but you're very involved in your church before uh, were you involved so, in your church when you met them or so i mean I, I kind of am involved with a, a variety of different churches. Um, it's it's kind of been an interesting season spiritually mm -hmm. for me and my wife, and so we we haven't been super involved, to be honest, with mm -hmm. with any um, with any church. We have a, a local church here um, in my small hometown that we we um, we go to uh, maybe twice a month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so that's good. I, yeah, I, we're just kind of in an interesting season of kind of figuring some things out, figuring out what, 
you know. That's totally normal. That's good. We're, That's we're there with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. as you yeah. know, I mean, when members come out, they go through all, I mean, people just go through all different stages of their life in different, oh, yeah. you know. Do you, do you think that um, interviewing and meeting these people um, and just the whole experience with the WMSCOG, do you feel like that personally affected your faith? In God yeah, Bible? I think it definitely, it definitely has in some ways. Um, and I think it more, probably would be more accurate to say it, it just continued to push me into a, a process that I've already already had been in for a number of years uh that that kind of in, in a lot of ways started with me sitting down with with two mormon missionaries and having them in my home and um it, i would i would have them in my home uh, a couple different occasions and we just sit down and talk and my goal as a evangelical christian was to try to convert them and, and prove to them that you know my understanding of the bible is right and there's this wrong sort of sort of deal sure. um, but but as i sat there as somebody who I genuinely, you know, love Jesus, felt like I had this real relationship with him. But then I saw these two guys across the couch from me who were convinced of the same thing and were speaking with such like affection That's for convicting. Jesus. Right. Yeah. And my evangelical like belief system told me that I had to perceive them as being like doomed to hell, like they're on their way to hell. And I'm not, but they are because they, they have these different set of like like intellectual beliefs about jesus that i don't have and there's a few no. little differences yeah yeah, yeah. they probably and, had and, since they were kids they grew up right and the they, they were just you had your differences yeah. when you were a kid yeah right they were they were born with that belief system they grew up in it just as i have and so that that like really bothered me and and, and it just it 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 was the sort of thing where like i could either like embrace cognitive dissonance and like just kind of push that under the rug and ignore it or i could acknowledge it and just i i'm kind of a deep thinker i can't you know if something is brought to my attention like that i can't just ignore it and move on with life um and so it just bothered me and i i just kind of started a process of wrestling that with that and it um, i think just put me in this this path i guess of of just really putting a lot of my beliefs on the table and saying, okay, what, what is actually true? Do I have a really, do I really have a good reason to believe this or not? And so, so as I've talked to members and interviewed members and listened to their stories, it's kind of been the same thing that it's just, as I've, you know, been in interviews saying, Hey, you guys need to really think about why do you believe what you believe? And is this true? Do you really have good evidence for it? Like, it's kind of been a big mirror in my face where I've been like, if you're going to say this to them, like you have to, you know, put your money where your mouth is and that's the same thing for yourself. And so, so I have, I've just, I've that's had amazing. Be, like that I is really know. humble. I'm glad, I I'm glad to hear you say that because, mm -hmm. um, your videos were out. To, I think your videos were out when Tony, you were still in it, right? And so you were one of the like few, very small amount of people that were like online talking about Tony's church. And yeah. I was like, he's nice. He's not mean to the people on there, but they're just talking about why one Bible verse doesn't mean right. what the other Bible verse means. And I'm like, I don't believe that either of those are true because I don't believe in the biblical doctrine. And so I'm like, these are cool to hear the, the members coming out. But, but for me, like trying to cope with Tony being in there, I was just like, 
he's nice, but it's all biblical, and so it's I all, can't. Yeah, so right. I can totally I understand how that I would like, be. So I don't funny. know. Like none of neither of you guys are right. No, I'm just kidding. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. very rare, though, and and that's why I think the members really. Um, like like Edgar, you know, like he really um, wanted to keep in contact with you because from my perspective inside the church, whenever we would meet somebody with a very religious background, like an evangelical Christian, it was always such a fight and they would they could never be humble enough to listen. And and you talked in the, your interview last night about Edgar or you guys talked about something how, you know, the church members always have like a a, a response ready. For whatever they say, like, you know, um, they all they all like the countermeasures. They have all these right. these things ready. But the thing about it is, is like, so do the general Christians when right. you were preaching to them. Yeah. They have that's why we're able to make the countermeasures, because yeah. every single Christian that we've ever met uses the same verses against us. So it's just yeah. like this back and forth continuously of the same Bible verses, you know, but know you that. were humble enough to like say, wait a minute. Let's all just step back and like talk together and have a discussion together. And so I think that's why members are very comfortable speaking with you. So I just really commend you for yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lindsay, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was gonna say, Jordan, I should know this. Is the word for that apologetics? Yes. So like, I, I def like the Christians, uh, Christians use that term to like, as a, to define like, uh, like defense of the faith to defend uh, the Christian faith is, is known as apologetics. If I'm going to tell these people to, you know, be critical thinkers and to analyze in a, in a real intellectual, rational way what they're believing and, and, and these, these things that I'm, I'm like commending people to do regularly on videos, like I know I, I have to do that myself. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I've, I've, I've had times where I've, practice the same sort of cognitive dissonance with certain beliefs and things. And, and, you know, it's just, I think we all do that in some way. Mm -hmm. right. just not. And so that's sort of the, the awe-ness yeah. of God though, is that because there is no way to explain that there is an element that if you are going to believe in any sort of like spirituality, any God, you have to be willing to take a little bit of cognitive dissonance and they will, well, that's what they call faith. That. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is it faith? Like, if you if you if you are believing in any any higher power, there is an element of being able to turn off the rational side of your brain to be able to do that, which is uh, I think tricky for people that are like um, critical thinkers, thoughtful. critical thinkers, like philosophical thinkers, kind of need an answer for everything. So I'm curious when I meet really. When I hear Jordan like articulate, like really thoughtful, like I am curious how you get to a, and Tony, like people coming out of the church. That's what's fascinating to me about all of this is that you guys very clearly are critical thinkers. And then to be in a space that like takes you from that to like, I believe that mother is a God that lives in South Korea. And that like this doomsday mentality, like it takes it to that next level where you're like, you're such a smart, critical thinking person. And then it's fascinating to learn like how it's capable of like reaching to that next level. Do you know what I'm saying? And the same yeah. with like, I think of that against like all religions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jordan, do you feel like all, all Christianity is, 
ha- can have a tendency to be quote unquote culty? Um, I I wouldn't say all Christianity, but I I do feel like I feel like and all this like I'm still man I'm still figuring out so many things. Right. And, right. Um, so are we. But I I think I I would just say that. I have seen and other people very close to me have witnessed evangelical Christianity displaying cult-like tendencies. And I have I have recognized this another thing where I'm doing an interview and listening to somebody describe their experience in this cult. And, and in the back of my mind, even though I don't want to, you know, see and recognize it, I'm like, man, that that I've seen that or that or I see that in this this christian church or in this christian leader or or this group of people here and and so i definitely think there you know there can be and is a tendency uh toward that which which is unfortunate sort Uh, of patterns yes i do want to say though too like i um i i definitely do not consider myself to be an atheist i still consider myself Mm -hmm. to be a christian and a follower of jesus and that's um, that is still for, um, you know, I have, I have some things about Christianity that just are still very compelling to me, even when compared to, um, other, other religions. And, and one thing that has really, you know, because I, I have definitely seen the negative aspect where I see similar, like cult-like tendencies Mm -hmm. within the evangelical structure. But, but the other thing that I've seen is that, um, I've, I, as I've like dealt with this specific cult group, the the Mother God group, and I've seen like just the in in a lot of the members like the uh, like a lack of humility, a lack of critical thinking, a lack of um, j- just even the way the whole organization sort of promotes like such focus on like like rules and outward ordinances like Sabbath and Passover. Um, uh, and and kind of the kind of person, the kind of character that turns somebody into somebody who's who's just not at peace and, and very judgmental toward others and and all that. So I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that I've I feel like I have seen within uh, within people individuals who I feel like are are sincerely following Jesus. I'm not going to I'm not going to put this on like all of evangelical Christianity because there's a lot of junk there, but I've seen within a lot of like some of the best people probably I've ever known, the most humble, the most sincere, compassionate, kind, patient people I've known are Christians who are following Jesus and they're not um they're not, you know, they're just really good people. Not that you can't have good people outside of that. Obviously you can, but, but there's just, I, I do still feel like in the midst of all this, I've, I've seen like the character, I guess, that is produced in WMSCOG members compared to the character I see displayed in a lot of like some of my closest friends who, who are just followers of Jesus and who really believe right. that there's a God out there who loves us unconditionally and I feel like that belief that there's a God who loves unconditionally, it, it, it really, I do really see that change people. Um, like I've affecting seen it change. their day to day life. Right. Affecting like, yes. who they are. Yeah. I made a, 
uh, you know, a documentary, like a full length movie telling the testimony of this, a couple guys who were like basically grew up with drug addiction and crime and violence. One of them ended up in uh, prison for murder. Um, but he, he found a Bible in his, his prison cell, um, had this experience with, with Jesus and just completely uh, changed his life. Um, and, and the kind of person he became was just this um, totally night and day difference. And so now, full disclosure, that story has not had a positive ending as far as where he's at now with this faith. Mm. Um, but but I guess all that to say, I, I do feel like I see like people who have a faith in, in Jesus in, in simple terms, Jesus who loves and dies for us unconditionally the kind of jesus you see displayed in the gospels who who loves the outcast who who uh fights back against like the religious structure and the religious elites of the day and who's not somebody who just goes in line with the system but like fights back against the system and actually turns on her head yeah um i i see that transform people and and i i've seen i don't i haven't really seen the WMSCOG doctrines producing that same sort of thing. Yeah, no, they do the opposite. They want to remove the individuality. Can I yes. say something about that? Okay, because Jordan, you've met a lot of these members that come out. And when you see them, you see such lovely people. Right. And so what I feel like happened to me, I mean, you see these really beautiful, smart, you know, creative um, very, um, um, like motivated, you know, passionate people that were in the WMSCOG. Every single one of them is so lovely. I'm not yeah. saying me, but I'm saying yeah. like everybody that I've met that has come <laughs> no, out. You are, you are you so, yeah, all of them. That's crazy. So it makes me, I'm just, you know, thinking about what you were talking about. And I feel like I almost had a different identity when I was in there. Mm-hmm. Like I was a totally different person. And I, I call yeah. that my cult identity quote-unquote yep. cult identity and so it's like I don't feel like that was really me mm-hmm. do you know what I mean I don't feel like oh, that yeah. was really me because I was Absolutely. doing things and I was making decisions that I would normally never make or never do and I was wearing things and believing things and you know that that isn't just that's just not who I am and so yeah. coming out of the cult I don't know it's just very interesting do you know yeah. and and I feel like people like i'm very interested to hear more about that video you know that you made about oh um, definitely i want to watch that me too well maybe if you'd like we can put it in our show notes yeah um but i i'm just curious because i think that there are other ways this is just something that i'm struggling with personally is Mm -hmm. like yes some people may turn to religion and some people may turn to the bible (laughs) to help them through an addiction or some Mm -hmm. kind of struggle but some people may turn to say exercise or you know meditation or something else and it also has the same kind of benefit and it also like like you said you've met a lot of really great people in the evangelical christian world and so have i i totally agree but i've also met really great people with absolutely no religious belief and so i don't know those are just like questions that i struggle that i'm coping with and thinking about you know what i mean like if it works for some people i think that's really great yeah yeah Yeah, that totally i don't know i don't know it's just a forgiving god like the concept in christ like christianity is a very like 
God forgives you of your sins. He loves you as you are. I think that is so appealing to people who have been through like something that's really hard to forgive yourself for. Like, let's say you murder someone. Christianity is like such a great tool for them to say, like, if God can forgive me for something that I've done that's so horrible that I, I don't I didn't know how I was going to forgive myself otherwise to move forward and have this like functioning life after. Christianity has like the the basic structure of like you can forgive yourself because God forgives you. And that's right. appealing, right? Like there's so many people who are so angry at themselves and can't give them the grace of forgiveness to themselves that it's nice to hear a doctrine of, well, God has already forgiven you because you're perfect in his eye. And that's a beautiful like concept if you're struggling through something and you can't find forgiveness. You're like, but that's not the WMSCOG teaching though. <laughs> that is one. No, no, yeah. that's what I mean. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could see how Christianity is like a a warm a blanket spiritually yeah. when you're like going through something because they're like God has already forgiven you, you you are perfect in His eye, you know like that's that's beautiful. That's a really like comforting thing to hear when you're struggling. Whereas like your church is scary. They're just like if you're sad. Sorry, so Tony, I'm looking at. I forget that we're on yeah. Skype. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking and yeah. pointing at you. I have no idea. Yeah, it's we're a at, lot of fear. I mean, from day yeah, one, you're just told you're a scary. sinner and you know you're, you're wicked. Bad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have any negative thoughts, that's the devil. That means that you've done something and you're being like punished for some sin that you need to struggle through. So, anyways, I could see that. Dif- I could see yeah. how one is definitely more comforting than the other, <laughs> and it's not. I the, think- <laughs> yeah no I, I can definitely see that and yeah. I, I think like as um far as what you were saying Tony like I that's that's a great question and something you know I I pondered as well and you know because you do see the, the the idea that um and I think this is actually a misconception that I, I've seen atheists have toward Christians is that we believe that you can't be a good person unless you are a, a Christian and so I definitely that's you know, I know morality. Well, you guys, when I came out of the cult, that was something I was shocked about because when you're in the cult, you're taught that everybody is wicked. Everybody is sinful. Everybody is, you know, possessed by evil spirits. And then when you go out and you meet people, you're like, Oh my God, people are really nice. Like this is actually a really nice, safe world out here, you know, because you're just taught to fear everything outside of the church. So that was something that was really helpful, you know, to just see the kindness of people. And honestly, like some of in my personal life experience, some of the most judgy and, you know, harshest people have been the most religious people that I know. So Mm -hmm. it goes both ways. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But do you I'm so sorry. Go ahead. So, well, this is something I wanted to run run by you guys Mm -hmm. and just get get your thoughts on it because as you're you know sounds like we're we're all kind of deeply thinking about these things but one one thing to me and i would say this is this is maybe the major or or i would say probably the number one i have like a handful of of reasons why i still like like lean or, or or would identify as a christian and find the christian worldview compelling and, and probably the number one reason that I um, still find myself having a, a faith or belief in, in God uh, comes down to a lot of what you're talking about, because 
you know, we're talking about how both religious and non-religious people are good and you find good people in and out. And that's totally true. I think one thing I've wrestled with as I've really deeply started to question, like, am I going to continue to be a Christian? Am I going to continue to believe in God? And I've really had moments of, of not knowing and, and, and being in a place where I really felt like it was kind of up on the table and I'm just going where I feel like what, what makes the most rational, reasonable sense uh, of the world I live in. So one thing that really, really, I think ha has hung me up um, and kept me from like moving into a more of like a place of like being agnostic or atheistic is the concept of uh, of like good and evil uh, and, and and like good good people bad people right and wrong because like when I think about that like rationally logically and take it down to its like deepest base in my mind I I realize that if okay if I leave faith in God, I I don't feel like I don't know any longer what my rational basis would be for for um, morality, for um, for truth or for meaning, for purpose, for for like even making a distinction between good and bad. Like, OK, if I so, for instance, if I say I no longer believe in God, I guess in my mind, I I. I can't think of like how could I make a distinction between a good person and a bad person because what what is good and bad if this world we live in is simply the result of a random you know process that didn't really have a mind or a purpose behind it um, and so I think maybe maybe there is uh, a good answer for that I, uh, but that's something that definitely has has that one of the things I've thought about more than anything, because um, I want to whatever worldview I hold to, I want to be able to have a I feel like a basis um, for for like being a, a husband who's faithful to his wife and, and a, a person who treats other people with compassion, even if it doesn't necessarily benefit me and things like that. And again, I'm not saying that atheists or, or unbelievers or non-religious people don't do that and can't do that. They do. Uh, sometimes better than religious people. My thing is like, as a rational thinking person, I don't know what my basis would be for doing that, um, or yeah, for like even. Yeah, that's the point. If there's no, if there's no end game, there's no plot line of God and the devil, and then heaven at the end is your present. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think not even necessarily. I, I think know maybe not even necessarily that as far as like yeah. like if there's no punishment or reward, what's the what's mm -hmm. the point? It's more like like does good and evil even exist as true concepts, if that makes sense? Like like how it can I say there's does that make sense? Like how can I say that yeah. there's something good and there's something bad? Like how can I say that loving somebody is the good or right thing to do? And am because I doing the right say, thing or am I doing Yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we uh, all sort have sort of like a compass. Yeah, yeah. But, so it makes me that makes me question something. That's a hard <laughs> thing to let go of because yeah. of your whole life, you've been basing every decision you make and like your whole more every everything off of that concept. That's scary. It's so scary to just like let you know. But it makes me question. Or, like, I have a question though. What if there's just say a person on a stranded island? Uh -huh. And just has no no touch with humanity, no communication. 
Do you think that that person has a sense of morality? Can that person live a moral life, never being exposed to the teaching of God or the teaching of the Bible? Or, or do they have any sort of uh, human, like, do they have a, do they have an obligation to morality if it's not that? Right. Right. I guess, like, I, I kind of feel like we're mammals and like, you know, we have, you know, we're just really, really smart mammals that know that we're going to die. And so we have to create all these things, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's a very interesting, a very, very interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Thank and you for I, I can, all that, Jordan. That's really yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see, you know, the the like. To be honest, like, um, I I don't reject like concepts like evolution. Um, right. I, as far as I know, the you know that's something that I'm not going to say that because this ancient book says the Earth was created in six days. That therefore I'm going to hold tight to that till till you know I'm going to die on that hill even when every Right. you know, bio, scientific. biological, scientific right. mind is saying that's not the case. And and right. honestly, I don't even think the Bible's purpose in Genesis is to communicate a six-day creation. That's kind yeah, of beside I the point. I get that vibe but, from, right. it feels more like um, poetically written rather than, yeah. like, and then on day six, yeah. right. what happened. I mean, the Bible and, is a beautiful, written, beautifully written you know, literature. I remember in college, we would, you know, we would study Genesis, you know, it's a beautiful piece of literature. I just don't know that I'm ready to like, you know, commit my whole life the way that I did for all those years anymore, you know, for this, for this, for this book. Jordan, do you feel like, do you feel like your life would change? Like, do you feel like your day to day life would change significantly with if you like stop going to church? Would it be like totally different for you? Or like, would that um, I think like maybe a year a year ago, like the the place where I was at with questioning faith was a lot a lot more scary. Um, I think there's kind of been some transitions um, in life, and just I've gotten more comfortable with with saying I don't know to ninety percent mm-hmm. of things, and uh, well, maybe a hundred percent of things. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I can't say that I have one hundred percent certainty that that God is real or that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. Um, I, I believe that sometimes I feel like I believe it more with my heart. There's, there's moments I believe it more with my heart than I do with my mind. And there's days when it makes sense with my mind. And, and um, I just, I'm kind of like back and forth. I think overall that that still just seems to make the most sense out of the world that I see around me and that I experience. Um, But so, so all that to say, I think um, at this point, it I don't feel like if um, I s- suddenly said I'm, there would be some repercussions, probably mostly relationally with, with certain people if I was to say I'm no longer a Christian, but it wouldn't be, I think a, a lot of people kind of know that, you know, me and my wife and, and even a lot of my, my siblings are kind of in this place of like, just deeply questioning and rethinking a lot of long-held beliefs and so yeah. it, it doesn't feel like as big of a deal at this point um to 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 be in that that place i think that is so real and so authentic and everybody is experiencing things like this they just don't want to talk about it so thank yeah. you for you know being honest about you know and i and I, like think, sure. I like to think this is generational too like like our generation yeah, I, I, so. doesn't really 
fit in the box of like all the ones before where they're just like, well, your grandma went to mass, so you're going to go to mass. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Just do it. Just make grandma happy, you right. know? And like mm. we're a generation where we're just like, no, like you told me I'm an individual. I want to be an individual. And mm. so like Christianity might look different for you and your family. Like you guys are still believers at the most basic level, but you don't have to do all of those things that like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's there's there's definitely something something going on, it seems like, globally with mm-hmm. like specifically with this generation in, in yeah. uh you know in, in Christian circles it's it's like called deconstruction. That's a big mm-hmm. movement going on. And I know a lot of you know, there there's probably a lot of people that would, would hear me talking about some of these things and using the word deconstruction and, and go into fight or flight mode and, mm-hmm. and you know th- this could even I, I don't know it, it, depending on who would who would listen could could uh, even well I guess might change relationships in in some way with me because yeah. a lot of people have heard this and not again not that I I'm like saying I'm deconverting or anything but I right. just I, I'm I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not gonna lie and be dishonest and kind of right. do been telling members to of this cult to not do for years I'm just this is where I'm at like again right. I as best as I like I, I still believe in Jesus I still want that I still feel like that gives meaning and significance to life and and intellectually I still feel like there's there's things that really don't make sense to me about evangelical Christianity and the Bible but there's things that really do and um and so I'm just kind of figuring that all out and and I just am where I am and I feel I like think that's, that's perfect that's part of the journey and believing in Jesus that's your main you know, that's the main part of Christianity and that's what you have, you know? Yeah. I I just, and I'm not saying that this is true in your case. And if I'm not being, offen- I don't want to be offensive at all. It's just something that I notice in cults and in, in people coming out of cults is that mm-hmm. they also experience a change in relationships. Because you mentioned like it, like a little bit of hesitation. Like if I say this, it may change relationships. People may may even cut me off from their relationships. But that happens also in the WMSCOG and it happens oh, yeah. in Jehovah Witness and it happens in Mormonism. And 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 that's another thing. It's like, why why is that happening? Um, you know what I mean? It, it's, a, yeah. it's a form of shunning. It took me a long time for me to realize that in my situation. But I, I, I think it's extreme, but I think as humans, we do that when you leave your community, right? Like a tribal yeah. thing? You're saying, like, yeah. this is what connects us as a group. It's like you're in a relationship and you have all of these friends together. And then when you remove yourself from the relationship, most of the time, you're not, like, hanging out with those same people. But it day. shouldn't matter, though. What you believe shouldn't right. matter. Those relationships should still know, be but there. But it's also binding. It makes right. sense there's going to be a little bit of tethering. It's not, yeah. you know, that's natural, I think. But yeah. But then you have to make sure it's not the extreme version, which is, like, you spoke negative or you're five minutes late to service today. I'm not yeah. even going to give you eye contact. Like that's like a very extreme shunning <laughs> right, version right. of that. But yeah. I think there's a little bit of natural, like natural tendency is like, I'm right. leaving my that's group true. now. I'm leaving my, my herd to go over here and like stargaze. I'm going to be a stargazer now. Right. And I wouldn't be like, I don't, when I, when I said that, I don't feel concerned about like necessarily people in my personal life family or friends right. That right. i don't have anybody that i think would really like shun me or stop a right. relationship they would just be like you know like people would be concerned if, if 
you know, I, I was saying I'm deconverting, which I'm not. Right. My, right. My, I think more than that, I just think, okay, I'm saying this out loud. You know, I got people that right. follow the, the, the YouTube channel that I have. Yeah. And they, you know, this is a Christian ministry and they might freak yeah. out when hear some of these things. And so, so I just say to those people, if you want to know more about what I'm saying, where I'm at, you can always ask me and talk. For sure. Well, I'm definitely, deconstructing I'm definitely deconstructing. <laughs> I am in the deconstructing process and deprogramming. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah. Important. And I just, yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. And see, I was really religious in high school. I've kind of talked about that early in the beginning. I like love, I was like, the head of my, not the head of, I was like really into my youth group and I loved it so much and I really loved like singing in the choir. And I had that same thing where when I came out of it, I was like, well, maybe I like kind of believe in God a little bit, but I don't really believe in all of it. And then it was like over the years, I was like, oh, okay. I don't really believe it. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was scary though, because you are like, if I'm wrong, I'm going to go to hell. It is very scary. That feeling kind of lingered for a few years because you're just like, yeah. if I'm not correct about this, yeah. then God's gonna reject speak, my soul. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of hell, that would be that would be one of the major, probably one of the major doctrinal things that that I've I've just very much shifted my perspective on. Um, Ooh, tell that, me because I'm very interested in that. You know, we had such a strong fear of hell. I mean, so strong. Yeah. And I've been trying to uh, kind of research, like, the history of hell. Why do we even believe in it, you know? Do you, right. do you know about that? I know I know some. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert. But it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic that has really captivated my mind for, like, mm. a decade. And I've spent mm. a lot of time with it. I've spent, you know, I, there, were, there were periods where I, you know, the concept of hell was at the root of, like, some very severe depression Mm-hmm. And, and just like me having to quit my job and mm-hmm. because of just the deep like worry about it and, and all related to me being convinced I committed the unpardonable sin and all that. And so so I've I spent a lot of time thinking about that concept and and looking at the Bible and and um, and asking that another question, just asking, why do I believe in this this concept, this idea of like after after we die there's this place that's literal fire where people will literally burn over like forever and ever and ever and that's awful i I think yeah i'm at a place right now where i just like when i hear that um i I don't i don't know how you could in any way say that that is coming from a a good god and, and and maintain any sensible rational meaning to the word good that that we have any like that we would commonly use i the the common way we understand the word good like i don't know how that fits into it and especially when you you know there's christian doctrines uh calvinism and, and that go into god's sovereignty that would even go as far as to say that god decides before he even creates certain people that that's where they're going and he's mm-hmm. going he creates a mass of humanity just for all the ultimate punishment burning them forever to glorify the only logical way he would be able to do it if it's like the basic structure of christianity and i and i say this and i can take this out of this is offensive but you know if god created you god loves you he knows everything that's about to happen in your life but then you're the concept of hell is real like then, then that makes sense then that means he would have had to knowingly create you before you were born 
to be bad enough to go to hell at the end of it. Right. And also it's confusing when then when you have the concept of Jesus in, that's like no matter what you do in life and you sin, it's already forgiven if you ask Jesus for forgiveness and you bring him into your life. Then everybody goes to heaven as long as you ask for forgiveness. But if you've never been exposed to the word of God, then that's kind of mean too in a, in a, in a <laughs> what right. we know of like humanity. So yeah. if like you're not preached to by, about Jesus before you die, then you're going to have the opportunity before you go between purgatory, heaven, and hell. Yeah. But it's, it's like some of the concepts that I've overheard over yeah. the years. And I, I think I think those are because then that means everybody's just going to heaven. <laughs> so none of yeah, and I think those are legitimate like concerns and and kickbacks to what ultimately I think is is like these assumptions in evangelicalism about what what is biblical doctrine and so i think for Jordan, me you like i do a video about hell yeah um, i think i, I really i really it? want to yeah Tony, i think for me again like i'm questions because i have so many things to ask you but i don't <laughs> want to stop like going down this rabbit hole with you because so much about it. Uh, <laughs> i know we could do a part two if you want but right uh, <laughs> I, yeah i think i i'm in i'm in you know with things like that i'm just i'm in a place where i pretty vehemently and confidently reject the traditional view of hell that that gives any sort of idea that there that's like there's this real place where people will burn in a little literal mm -hmm. fire forever i mm -hmm. i do see like jesus having language of like um you know judgment and stuff but i i think that we take jesus's words so like wildly out of context and and we we don't go enter into like reading the gospels with any sort of context folks, or history context or that, yeah like the yeah. setting he was in the audience right. he was speaking to the, right. the gospel writers and what their intentions were the audience they knew they're writing to mm -hmm. and so much of that and then i feel like we come up with these like westernized especially revelation oh my god yeah. yeah yes revelation is the huge mm -hmm. one that, that mm -hmm. i think you know it, it's I've said this before in videos, like Revelation is apocalyptic mm -hmm. literature, which mm -hmm. you to assume going into it, there's going to be highly symbolic metaphorical language that is not intended to be taken literally. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is, like a couple of the main passages we get the the, the Western view of hell from come from Revelation, mm -hmm. from these highly symbolic metaphorical uh, right. texts. And you and read so, the rest of it yeah. around it, and you're like, what the hell did that just say? No, like, it's right, so right, crazy. Right. If you, can I just throw revelations? Right. Like no matter what your religion, because it is a wild, wild ride, baby. I just want to throw crazy. something out there of, that I heard on a podcast. Um, and I think there's a book about it. I don't know who wrote it, you guys. I'll research it and let you know. But um, some, there's a there's a conspiracy out there that, you know, during the time of the apostles that there was... Um, like psilocybin laced in some of their like crops because they weren't like growing it correctly or something about that time. And so it was creating like mushrooms and hallucination, you know, hallucinogenics. And so, you know, they're coming up with all of these interesting things and they're having all these visions and then they're writing them down. So I don't know. It was just a whole nother. That makes a that lot more about. sense to me than what Right. <laughs> Jordan, can I can I go back to the WMSCOG? I just want to ask you a few more yeah, questions before we finish up. Um yep. before you know, we finish you, up, I got like well, two hours more. Well, I know, but we're gonna have to, you know. Um, Jordan, you've spoken to so many members coming out, and I know a lot of people reach out to you. Um, do you um 
do you see any like you know people always say i would never join a cult i yeah. never join a cult of course nobody ever joins a cult you know nobody ever thinks that they will ever join a cult do you see any similarities on what kind of people have joined the wmscog or you know do you do you see a like certain type of person that would be in the cult or anything like that a certain um personality yeah. type or anything um you know i don't know that i have really seen a pattern or recognize right. a pattern it just seems like like given the right circumstances being in the right stage of life and the right sort of emotional and psychological mentality you could believe anybody right. might believe anything you know and, and especially when you put into that like if a person has a a limited social like structure around them um a limited social interactions with other people who are maybe keeping them like balanced in, in a sense and they're they for some reason get more secluded with with and then um you know get caught up with with running into members and going to bible studies i think people are going to be more prone to get sucked into this stuff and and so people that i suppose are are maybe that might be prone to it are people who are kind of searching for like significance and identity and who are maybe in transitional periods in their life i think i think a lot of people in like going to college it seems like it's a lot right. of the, i mean obviously the wmscog focuses on that that right. age group but i also feel like there's maybe something there to people kind of transitioning right. from a certain you know comfort uh, of, of living at home maybe and then they're transitioning into this whole new way of life and um maybe more prone to getting sucked into these sort of things totally that is that is exactly what i what i've experienced too exactly that's why i think i mean who doesn't go through transitions in your life who doesn't go through some kind of grief or time that you're searching so really we're all vulnerable to some type of mind control or joining some kind of group and that's just sort of the message i want to you know get across yeah um, for us I all to be aware it's weirder i think it's weirder to meet somebody who was like born and raised in a religion and never at any point sort of like scurried away from it, at least temporarily, to like go figure out what they actually think about like the universe and the reality. And then, you know, a lot of people still kind of come back to what they mostly, what they originally believe. But don't you think it's weird when you meet someone who's like, yeah, I've never questioned it. I don't even think about it. I don't even <laughs> right. think about yeah. that late at yeah. night when I'm like wondering yeah. what out there beyond the universe like yeah those are, those that's are not true ones. i don't think that those people exist <laughs> i've met people yeah. that i don't like, truly think that they don't think about that stuff and those people to me are like the weirdest people i don't know <laughs> i think there are there are people that are more like just their personalities are more prone to be like this is you know this is working for me i have no reason to Content. that's true yeah. that's what i was gonna say when you were saying like you're seeing things there's a personality type that that is like, I don't really need to think about that because I'm never going right. to find there's so well, people think like and you're gullible. Like, I need to know. People <laughs> yeah. think you're gullible if you join a cult or you're easily manipulated or something or you're dumb. People think that, you know, you could, you know, I think a lot of cult members coming out are afraid that, you know, we look dumb. And so it kind of like stunts us from from healing, you know, because we're embarrassed. And yeah. I just want to say, don't be embarrassed. It can happen to anybody at any time of your life. And it's more common than than you think, you know. Yeah. Um, was there anything surprising, Jordan, when uh, members reached out? Was there any like story that really surprised you about the WMSCOG or like, um, sh I don't know, 
shocked mm-hmm. you or really stuck with you or yeah, I mean, I think I think when I first heard it, the that the WMSCOG discourages or or sometimes flat out tells its members not to preach to like the handicapped or the homeless or the elderly or homosexuals. That was like a shocking thing, um, especially when you know I have members. So so coming from a perspective where again, like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, when I read like at least like especially the New Testament, I see like. If you took one thing away from the New Testament, what it's about, it's about love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you do these two things, you're fulfilling the whole law and the prophets. So when I get these members coming in the comments all the time saying, you know, you're just this unbiblical breaker of God's law because you're not keeping Sabbath and you're on your way to hell and you're deceived by Satan because you don't keep the Passover. And they're focused on all these outward things. And then I find out like that they are like just blatantly saying hey guys like let's just ignore this these entire groups of people because they don't really have anything to offer us like they're not Mm going to benefit us they can't really offer money or services they're not going to look good you know they don't give really a good curb appeal to our group so let's just not you know for whatever reasons they don't preach to these people and that is just shocking and that's that to me is just like it's disgusting it really is disgusting I know that the members doing that, I think, are are in the large part victims to to those who have taught them that way. But I think that's one of those things when I've compared that to, I think, what I see in Jesus in the Bible. It, it's just it's literally the opposite. such a stark contrast where I have <laughs> to say the they are not what getting the that. Bible from the tells you to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that that has continued to just be very shocking and frustrating. Um, I think maybe an, another specific thing would be I talked to a uh, interviewed a father of a member whose um, whose child got in, sucked into the group, and some of the stories he told mm. about like sitting down with the pastor with that child, and 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 basically was being like blackmailed in in a lot of ways, and like it, it, like that child was being held uh, at spiritual ransom in, in, in a lot of ways was basically how his story sounded. And so just I guess just the like the heartlessness, the lack of like like humility, the lack of compassion, the lack of kindness, the lack of like just being real, sincere people who are in touch Mm -hmm. with with like um, sympathy toward other Mm -hmm. people like that's Mm -hmm. that's something that. I, I've just seen over and over again, and that coupled with like a com- like a lack of critical thinking and mm-hmm. and just like basically switching like, like switching brain. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it interesting to, to see Edgar um, before when he was in the church, and then to speak to Edgar now when he's out of oh, the church? My. Isn't he such a different person? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I literally texted him last night after the video premiered uh, or this morning. I can't remember, but I, I just said this is just surreal still. It's just Seriously. like like when when we met him, I mean, again, he he's basically the reason in large part that we started. It was that conversation with him that kind of instigated me doing this. And and he was just he was he was all in. He was um, very passionate and very well versed in the doctrine. Um, very well able to articulate the doctrines and, and he made some some points that made me scratch my head and, and so now to have him where he's at like like attacking <laughs> in, right. in a way, attacking this group is just it's, it's crazy and he just seems more 
he seems more at peace. I think Happy. he's really right. Yeah, he's even though there's a lot of hard things going on in his life. So right, he yeah. did seem like a burden was taken off. It's just so fascinating to see, you know, the cult identity and then the real identity. Yes. Really yeah, I think you you put that so well, and I've I, that's stuck with me listening through your your podcast talking about that because that that is so true. There is there is two different people operating within one person. You know, it they put feels on, very weird because I feel like yeah. a totally different person, a different yep. everything, different style, yeah. different speech, different outfit, different, every single thing was so different. It was different. When my phone would ring, Tony's been my best friend since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And when my phone would ring, there were years where I'd be like, oh God, somebody like check the news and see what North Korea did this time. My sister's calling. Like, <laughs> we never lost yeah. touch all the way, but like, I definitely felt like anytime she called, it was to like preach to me about something oh. that was happening in the world. And I was oh, 100%. Like, ah. Yeah. So, it's uh, I can't imagine how frustrating that probably was for you. I can't imagine. It was frustrating. I'm surprised that they let me do as many studies at her church as they did. I can't believe they let me. I mean, I never went to services, but I would do They thought they were going to get you too. That's they why. They totally did. They were trying yeah. to get me. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. I never once was I tempted to like do it and I was kind of like I would like poke at them I just like I think about what they let me do there and like she would embarrass me so much I'd be like Lindsay you can't come anymore you're embarrassing me because I like, Jordan, have, I like to have the real conversations about like like what do you believe well yeah they don't want that they, they don't, don't want to have those conversations they need no. to stick to their script yeah if they, they if they get quit. if they get pushed away from their script they get frustrated yeah so, like we why are you asking me that? Like, right. I don't know. I don't have a prepared answer. <laughs> and I'm sure, Jordan, they really wanted to get you because you would have been like, oh, man, you would have been a great gospel worker for them. So I'm sure at one moment they really wanted to get you. But then they realized, you know, you were the enemy. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yes. So yeah. speaking of that, have you have you received any backlash from them? Any um, you know, you've been very public, mm -hmm. you know, about. And, and you haven't been, like, rude. Like I said, you have always been respectful. You have always invited people on, as we have, to invite members to come on to have a conversation. Um, you've, you know, you've always been open and nice. But yeah. but have you received any backlash, um, anything? Can you anything tell us about the, the hacking experience? Because we did watch the that hacking. video. Oh. And then I had a nightmare that night about it. Did you? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's probably the most, like, extreme example of things that have happened. And I think I think members and, and I would say my in my opinion, uh, probably there's probably some leadership involved. I know they have a media team. And so I, I'm sure they have meetings and say, OK, what can we do to, like, like shut this guy up and stuff like that? And so so I think there is a point where, yeah, like me, me, um, me and another person who who also has like a, uh, who has spoken out about them. Like our accounts were being attempted to be hacked into like in the same night. Uh, and, mm. and like we, we checked and it was like, I got like five or six notifications. Like Zoom know, or hey, Facebook? It was or? Instagram. Instagram, uh, I think was the main one. Um, and so that's happened. Um, Why do you think they would want to do stuff. that? I think I think maybe one of the main reasons they wanted to was to like find out what members current members were contacting me so they could mm -hmm. put a stop to it and go go then talk to those members probably which is just just creepy beyond it is all so creepy reason. yeah um, but I don't know I've 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 been 
careful and, and strive to just like publicly try to just show them anybody any that might be watching that I'm just a real person and like no matter if it's Juchul Kim or Zonggil Jaw I would love to just sit down and talk with you face to face as a human being and say look I, I'm like I just think like this is ridiculous you're not God and you know it stop destroying these people's lives I've spoken and, to them and I bowed down to them did you that's oh yeah God. well let me post the picture of her with her I was like, let's oh, put yeah, Facebook. Wow. She was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. They're like, come on. It's yeah. a picture of you. They don't like that. No. <laughs> yeah, but they probably don't like our podcast, I imagine, whatever. No, no. And I, I've noticed, I think you guys have maybe gotten progressively yeah. antagonistic, which I've I've appreciated. I think you, you started out, I noticed, in, in the first couple episodes, it was like, oh, they're being too nice. They're, yeah. they're being too nice to them. Like, don't. Honestly, that's and, my and process, I heard it kind though. Of yeah, that I, is I, my awesome that is my real in time process. In the beginning, I'm like hesitant. Oh my god, what happened to me? Oh my god, I'm really scared. Yeah. What are they gonna do? And now I'm more in like a more advanced part of my healing. And I'm sure that you've seen that with the members that you interview. You yeah. see people probably yeah. that recently come out and are struggling with certain things, and then people that are out for years and they're struggling with different things. And I think it is a lifelong journey of deprogramming and and um kind of fixing the patterns that happened in our mind. But um. Yeah, it is interesting yeah, I, to see the different and, processes. Yeah, and I like when I say you're being too nice. I don't. I think it's great oh, yeah. how you handled yeah, yeah. it and how you've talked about them. I, I, I'm more just like I when I've heard your story, I was like, man, these like the group abused you spiritually and emotionally, and you have every right to like call it out as it is. And and, um, and I'm just glad that it seems like you feel more like you don't have to like maybe defend them and mm. just say, hey, this is like. This, they're not good. You know, this is weird. bad. It's weird how my default is still to defend them. Yeah. Even even when they're the to. enemy. I know. You don't need to. You can like not to say we we shouldn't be kind and compassionate to the members right. of the organization itself. It it's just it is not good. It is not good. Yeah, it is not good. Thank you so much for like speaking out and doing all of your work and um, Lindsay, course, do you have any yeah. more questions? Yeah, I've got some questions for you, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, oh, God. Can we go. post the video of, is it too personal to post the video of you um, remodeling your house? Oh, oh no. Oh, my no, God. I love those videos. videos. You are so handy. I wanted to point out the part, and this is my favorite thing you said. You're like, <laughs> the, the ceiling caved in. And I don't really know what I was doing, and I replaced the beam. I hope I did it right. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yes, that's yes. my kind of remodeling. Like, <laughs> love that you're just like, I don't know what the name of that is. I fixed it. I don't know what it yep. is. Like, I love that it's not one of those like talking over my head. Yeah. Videos. I definitely, I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah. Jordan, tell us what it is. So you remodeling? Right. It's an old store. Is that what it is? So it's a, me and my wife live in like an old, originally it was a, a, a like a general store okay. back in the early 1900s. And then it was, a, as I um, grew up in this town, it was used like as a cafe. Um, and so it's a really big old brick building um, that we live in and just have been slowly renovating. Um, That's cool. House. And so, yeah, I started a TikTok account. Um <laughs> And then it, it just, it kind of exploded out of nowhere. I mean, exploded and, it, yeah. and to me it did. It got like a hundred thousand followers nice. in a couple of weeks. So, That's um, awesome. 
Well, that's a really fun well, life experience. What a cool therapeutic thing to do. I think that sounds so fun. After I watched I, it, I was like, oh my God, this was a year ago. Yeah. But the video was taken. So have there been a lot of updates or is it everything take, like, do you start something and it takes like way longer than you expected? Yes. Yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. much. Yeah. yeah. You had you so many ideas that I was like, oh my gosh, after a year, I was curious to see. Yeah. Like, did you ever build that upstairs? across from the other upstairs one, you know what I'm talking about? Like that oh, yeah. really cool, I, huge I think big it, room. I think I might have changed the layout. Um, oh. And so we do we do have like the, the basic framing in of the, that second floor area, but it, it's quite a bit different now. And it's, it's all just framing at this point. Um, I'm That's just, cool. we're, we're weighing over our heads financially and, and we're paying for it out of pocket. And so it's like, I do little things like, like little physically. I don't know how you would do that. That's yeah. yeah. It's a massive project, but it's very cool. I love how you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just like <laughs> this. I know. I wish I was that <laughs> brave. I have so many projects and I don't know how to do that. Lindsay's husband is so handy. I call him our wood whittler. Yeah. yeah. And he um, just makes, makes all these amazing wood things. Yeah. You're like, you know, it would look cool here. And then within like a week it's done, but he's so smart that he'll try to explain to me what it's like. He talks to me in the verbiage of like somebody who has any idea what any of that means. So yeah. when I watched your video, I was like, this is more my style. Just like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what this thing's called. I, yeah. I'm glad called. you've appreciated that. Cause sometimes I'm like, people probably think I'm an absolute idiot and are no, concerned for my safety. But I'm like, like I don't know what I'm doing. Do we know what you're doing? So I <laughs> to an extent, that. yeah. Oh, I want to ask you, can I, I want to ask you about, this is a good way to end it, I think, unless you guys have anything else to say. Um, I want to talk about you personally, like how you've just helped people. <laughs> he takes a big sigh. I forgot, like, oh, I forgot to do that from the beginning. We got so like caught up in our. Um, no, I want to just talk about like how much you've helped people. And if you have ever like personally considered, you know, um, you know, following the path of helping people deconstruct or helping people come out of cults, maybe even come out of cults into regular Christianity or like mentor them or anything like that. Have mm. you considered following that path? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, um, I, I'm kind of actually just recently feeling re-motivated to put like a, a lot of energy and time into this. And so one thing I've, I've tried to do with the channel is, and I'm constantly inviting current members to do is like to have actual phone conversations with me. A lot of members are coming in the comments and like wanting to debate. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to actually build real relationships with people and have real conversations. And then I've done that in the past with, with several current members where we've called and I've had, I've had like literally like six to seven hour phone conversations with members where it went from the beginning, like us debating, back and forth to the end we're like just friends and we're just sharing really just things in our lives and i think that's that cool. that's something i i enjoy doing like not just making the videos but right. people who need that help following real up connect that's what i mean that's amazing you have a real um a real talent for that and a real patience for that which a lot of people do not have with cult members they do not understand they don't have that time or that patience to really build those connections and those relationships so i think I think that's something you're really good at. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think to me, like at this point, like my wife had the conversation recently where all of this takes a lot of time. And so yeah. she's said like, you, you can't spend that much time on it if it's not, you know, providing for our family for sure. and you have to do a right. hobby. And so I've, I've kind of 
coming more to terms with that and realizing like I, I really want to keep doing this and there's so many right. things I feel like not only I want to do but really need to be done in this area like I really feel like probably one of the most beneficial beneficial long-term things relating to the WMSCOG that needs to be done is like uh, like more like really well made like websites that have like detail Support. even just going through bible verses that go like like show why their use of the bible verses are not correct and have all sorts of information for members i think that's something that i think would be hugely helpful and i really want to do that and, and a lot more videos and interviews i think at, at this point i'm just i'm really as much as i hate to do it i'm on videos i'm kind of telling people that i need financial support and, and yeah. so i have like a patreon account for great light mm -hmm. studios that people have uh slowly uh, some people have joined um, because, I, again, I really want to do this. I know it needs a lot of time and attention. And, and, uh, and I, it's important work. I, I encourage people to um, donate and um, and check out his Patreon because it is important work. And it is time consuming. And I completely agree. When we started this podcast, we thought it would just be something we do on the side. Just, yeah. you know, an hour a week or something. It ended up being it, – it's so much bigger than that. And and yep. we're the same, you know, we have families and we have children and we have school and all jobs and all this stuff happening in our lives. But we really want to, like, give so much effort to this because this is important work. So, yeah. you know, everybody uh, support support the work of helping people come out of these mind control groups. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We'll definitely like post a link to your Patreon and stuff yeah. on the show notes. So if anyone wants to jump, so jump on after this and yeah, yeah. make sure the video keeps going awesome yeah and i think any group whether it's your podcast or or i know there's another i think it's called the simple christian podcast where he he interviews former members any sort of content right now that's being put out related to this specific group i think is hugely important and and needs to be supported because i think there's just very little at this point out there and, and also the the wmscog is the kind of group who attempts to flood the internet and oversaturate it with their content literally creating multiple websites upon websites so that if you search anything related to mother god or wmscog it's going to be their stuff that comes up and so i think there needs to be efforts made to like push back against that because we want members to go to the internet and, and people who might be considering joining this to if they go online we want you know, anti WMSCOG content coming up that gives them real information. Real information. Both Jordan, sides. And I so. think learning that about the church was one of the most, it has been one of the most shocking things for me is mm -hmm. learning how, how like, uh, structured their, their like taking over the internet is. Like, that is so yes. crazy to me uh, that they're able to do yeah. that. that well, even so when they, when they popped into your video and they, um, Oh that yeah, was so creepy with that naked guy. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Creepy. And well, how do they think that's from God? Like, who are <laughs> these people? Right, right. If they're trying know. to help us, like, like win the argument, they did a right. A, totally, they look so stupid. I don't know why they would do that. But yeah, yeah it is. It is definitely a targeted effort to um, targeted effort is what I was trying to think of. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like they're exactly. purposely manipulating the internet so that you know. Right. So yeah. 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 And it, yeah, that's, it's frustrating. And, and again, like 
in my opinion, when it, it seems the evidence would seem to indicate at least that in large part it, it has to do with money. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion, I don't say I'm making any like clear factual statements, but that's just what I, I feel like is happening um, from my perspective that that you know they are willing at least at the top the, the leadership is willing to manipulate people, deceive people. And, and keep people trapped in this this like burdensome religious structure because they're putting checks in the offering plate every week, um, and, and that's just despicable. Um, and it's it's yeah it, it's it cults all these organizations make, yeah continues to make me mad enough to to keep you know keep fighting doing. yeah it always comes down to money I mean that's what it is it's either about money or sex or power I mean that's what power. what we're researching is figuring oh. out that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that was a kid for like Joseph part Smith. Too. And... Sorry, Jordan, I keep talking over you. No, go ahead. <laughs> you were saying uh, how to judge like good or evil. And I have a really hard time philosophically thinking that people are evil. Like I, that's like a really hard thing that I um, grapple with philoso- like emo- spiritually. There is even, or there is even evil. I don't really believe that people are good or bad. I think we're obviously mm-hmm. a combination of both of those things, depending on where we're at in our lives and our environment and everything. Um, and so I have a hard time compartmentalizing that, like, a leader of this church would be such a mean person that they would manipulate yeah. millions of people all over the world. And right. so I find myself trying to find meaning within this organization to find out, but, like, why? I know it's money, but, like, why are they? how and why and like do they really believe do they really mm-hmm. believe that they are like the leaders and like really mother and father or yeah. do they know that they're just tricking all these people right. and like manipulating right. them and that's where i like that's where i feel like i'm involved emotionally because i'm just like mm-hmm. i need to know the answer and i will never know it's like one of those yeah. things, like i'm sure we'll never find out like yeah if they knew unless they go to jail or something which they play well, right? They live in South Korea. It's not. Anyways. So. Yeah, that that's no, I get that because it's like you think about, and I can't make any like dogmatic statements and say even like Zongil Ja, the God the Mother, that she may. I mean, I don't. Maybe she's so deceived herself that she really thinks she's God. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she absolutely knows. But my gut would tell me she knows she's not God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and there's a, an element of power and money and prestige that she gets that she doesn't want to let go of um that would be my sp- suspicion i i can't say that for sure um but I yeah like I, there's I, also I, like mental illness and mind control yeah, and if she's just like all a kinds of things who's like i am god but she's so composed like everything <laughs> yeah. i've ever seen of her her composure is so um i don't Elegant. know yeah. Yeah. Well, Jordan, Jordan works in video, right? I mean, you're really good uh-huh. in all your videos. So you know what it's like to set things up and set up camera angles and make things That's look a certain lighting. way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Propaganda. It, We're going to do a whole episode about propaganda. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yes. Control of information. That would be, cool. That'd be good. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I want to keep talking. We can do another. I mean, if Jordan like another time, we can we can do another interview. Yeah. Let's let him. Yeah, I'd be I'd be up for coming back coming back whenever. Um, Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, and I really enjoy listening. It's fun to have another uh, podcast that that I can listen to. This covered in this group. I don't 
I don't like re-listen to my own stuff. I'm, I might listen to little clips, but but to have somebody else that kind of keeps me in the loop with stuff and gives me ideas about what I could talk about, that's it's it's really fun. So yeah, really appreciate the podcast and like your intro song. Oh, thank you. I, I told you guys that. But I, I, that's, that was so funny when I heard that. I think the first time I like I was like in the middle of working, so I didn't even really know what was going on. And then I listened to the next episode and I realized, oh, you're asking the WMSCOG not to sue you in, in song. And that's hilarious because like I so like I've literally wanted to do that. Like, how do I just ask them not to sue me up front? I know. Just, just please don't. It's like that's such a, a brilliant Like we need a disclaimer, it. but you know. A different kind of creative way because I really don't want to get sued. That's a real statement. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't either. And instead of suing us, why not like talk to us and right. work us out as human beings? Right. I would love to have a conversation, but yeah, hopefully Something soon. like in it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. This is our invite on either platform that you want. Anybody in the oh, chat yeah. still? Nope. I would like There's to. Come standing invite on on great light studios yeah. that any deacon or pastor can can come on and which uh, edgar came on and he debated with you guys which was yeah, so funny did. and now look at him that's what i mean you have one success story of you know bringing him out so i think that's really cool yep that's really yeah. something to be proud of you know that that you help somebody um and you were so because that like that took a lot of time and a lot of patience so you know just just yes, to help him yes. out it's awesome we get a lot of, of emails i actually want to do a video where i'm I'm trying to start gathering like comments on instagram or messages or emails that we get where people say we watched your videos and then mm. we left the, Aww, the group and that's amazing but i don't ever really share them so i i just kind of assume people realize that's happening and yeah, I kind you of, should I, I think people should see like what's happening in the background and um how many yeah. people are realizing you know and how much yeah. this is I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's sure. why they put so much effort into them not talking because mm -hmm. that's so helpful for them to realize like, oh, this isn't normal. And like, right. I thought I was going through this struggle alone and that it was like my problem, but we're all going through it. And it's like the doubts that I'm having are going on in all of our heads. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's very right. cool for you right. to make videos. And then well, come you, on here. Thank you so much. That was fun. Yeah. Yes, this was fun. It was <laughs> really fun. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Well, we'll talk to you next. We'll talk to you soon. And, and good luck with your videos and everything that you do. And, and we'll post it all in the notes. Everybody follow Jordan, okay? He's doing great work. Yes, thank yeah, you very much. Click on his Patreon link here. That would be awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I had a lot yeah. of fun. All, All right. right. We'll talk to you later. Jordan, do you want to say boom? Baby? Boom, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> bye, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.